On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Baker Grace. She has a brand new single and video. It's called Shake the Earth. I want to talk about that. It's just a beautifully shot video with so much going on. We're going to talk about that and what she's doing on Spotify. Uh, she has, gosh, uh, one of her videos has over, I want to say, 14 million listens, which is amazing. We're going to talk about that and what's going on in New Jersey. So welcome to the show, Baker. Thank you for having me. You know, I've been having fun looking at your website and your social media. So uh, recently you had a song, Wrong Kind of People. It has over 14 million listens on Spotify. Yeah, that one that one was released a little while ago, actually. But um, it's definitely one of my one of my most popular songs and it's it's lasted a long time um so yeah I, I it got on a lot of great playlists and added to a lot of people's personal playlists i think it's just like a super relatable song so i'm really glad it was able to connect with so many people mm -hmm. well to show off a little bit more for you on youtube your videos have combined views of over five million again very impressive so I'm wondering, you've really built up a lot of support and a lot of fans. What's been the expectation now with the release of Shake the Earth? I mean, I really just want to keep, you know, growing my fan base. And, and I feel like, you know, I, I write music that to last forever, you know, like, I'm not really into following trends or writing what's in right now. I, I like to talk about love and heartbreak and pain and like universal truth. So I really just want to create a community of people who, who are like me, who feel the same way that I do. And, and we can, you know, grow together and just, just keep supporting each other. Mm -hmm. Well, you definitely have a real style to you. And I was trying to figure out what's consistent you know, with all your songs and your videos. And so I was watching, let's see, you had I Feel For You, Bigger Than Me, Midnight Thoughts, and then the recent Lullaby. I was trying to figure out what's what's the same in all these. And it just seems like you have a real sensitivity and, and you're just going for, you know, when a lot of uh, performers uh, nowadays are going for EDM and dance pop and you know, just something uh, a lot more colorful and bouncy. Uh, you're very introspective. You know, have you always been that way with your music? Yeah, music is kind of my way of connecting the world inside my head to the real world. I always felt kind of separated from people around me or like if I was in a group situation, I just feel very alone because I was always thinking and I just was always analyzing at the same time as existing. And music has always been my way of taking all those thoughts and, and making them tangible and then being able to connect with people through it just really like gives me, it makes me feel present, you know, because I think a lot of the times I don't. Mm -hmm. I also saw that you did a cover of Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. And at first I thought, wow, that's an interesting choice. But then I thought, yeah, I can see why you'd connect to that, you know, based on, on your other songs. Was that a really influential band for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that song in particular has always, like, 
made me really emotional. I also have done covers of like Radiohead's Creep or like um, I recently did like a Stay Rihanna cover, but but or but I listened to a lot of like The Cure growing up. I listened to this music that's kind of darker and more introspective, like you're talking about. I think I always had this darker side to me. Um, I'm like that kind of person. I'm like really high or really low. And music is like, I listen to other music to kind of cure that low side and bring, enable to like healthily deal with it that way. So those kind of songs really like help me get my aggression out. So I thought like, what a, I wanted to like change it and make it my own, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say to get your aggression out. Do you think we have a lot of outlets for that nowadays? You know, people, especially during the pandemic, stayed inside and seemed to keep a lot of emotion inside. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of numbing these days um, and bottling things up and then numbing them. And I think, you know, social media is a great way to numb. TV is a great way to numb. Um, and so for me, it's really important to, when I have these feelings, not find things to distract myself or find things to numb them, but find ways to give myself spaces to healthily deal with them. And for me, that's music. For me, that's boxing. Like, I love to box. I love to exercise. But, I mean, the payoff is so great because if, if you let yourself feel those lows and get through those lows, the highs that come after and, like, just the free, like, how free you feel, letting that go is priceless. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say uh, the boxing. I saw one of your TikTok videos where you're in the gym. I thought, wow, that looks like a pretty hardcore gym. <laughs> is, is that uh, your gym where you box at? Yeah, it's like it's a UFC gym. Um, yeah, it's really hard. I don't do it like every single day because I I just like don't have the energy. I need to balance it out. But but I like it because I, it's not about like the way my body looks or trying to like get abs or trying, you know, it's like really just about feeling like letting out my emotion and like getting that adrenaline, those endorphins. Um, it's so easy to work out for like aesthetic purposes, but kind of takes away from how much you get out of just like moving your body, you know? You know, you just posted on YouTube a video, I think in conjunction with Shake the Earth, but it's more you, you know, talking directly to the camera. And it looks like maybe you're on the New Jersey boardwalk or down on the water? Yeah, I was actually in Santa Monica. I shot that. Oh. In yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. On the other coast. So you're yeah. from New Jersey. Are you living in um, California now? I go back and forth, really. Like my family and my friends, a lot of them are still in New Jersey. So I come back here to like write by myself a lot and work in my home studio, which I think is really important. Um, and then go to L.A. to shoot videos or work with people out there. And I've recently been going to Mexico quite a lot, too, um, because I've gained a following there. And I'm opening up for an artist on tour there right now in, like, the next week. So I'm, like, always living out of a suitcase, honestly. <laughs> That's very exciting. I was looking at those tour dates. Um, who's the artist uh, you'll be touring with? 
So his name's Charlie Rod. He's from Mexico. And I did a collab with him, a song called Soñar Contigo. And it did really well. And we just like connected a lot. So um, I'm really happy he like allowed me to go on tour with him. And I'm excited to continue that relationship. Well, it sounds like things are really accelerating for you this year. Uh, one thing you were talking about in one of your videos, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was Shake the Earth the first song where you really had, you know, a big hand in the production? Like, were you, was this your first song you produced? Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, during the pandemic, I took up learning how to produce myself because I, I was just at this point where I felt like, you know, I, my voice was telling the story I wanted to tell. My lyrics were telling the story I wanted to tell, but the music, it was, it wasn't like completely me because I didn't have a hand, as much of a hand in the production. Um, so I really wanted to like learn how to produce myself so I could guide the production. Um, so I practiced took some courses during quarantine. Um, and then this was the first one that I produced it and I was not, I didn't even think I was going to put it out. Like I was just doing it for me. And my dad, who I was living with at the time, kept being like, you need to finish that song. You need to finish that song. <laughs> and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay. And it kind of like motivated me to keep going. And then I finished it and I started playing that song live and everyone was like, oh, that's that was my favorite song. And so then I was like, okay, I have to release this. And yeah, kind of like I sent it to a producer I really trusted who put some finishing touches on it. And then the other producer on it, if you look at the credits, is actually my dad. I just like put it, he wanted to, me to put him under another name. So, so yeah, he like helped me in the studio, put guitar on it and everything because I don't really play guitar. And yeah, so I, I don't know if I'm going to be like, a producer per se as my job, but I'm definitely happy I can kind of guide my songs till the finish line now. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna change what I do in a really positive way. I was reading on your website, you know, speaking of your dad, that when you're younger, like he'd be playing maybe on the piano and you'd start singing along with him. Did you guys kind of have that relationship growing up where, where like music was a big bonding thing for the two of you? Yeah, I mean, I would say that was like probably my biggest way of connecting to him. Um, he worked a lot, like was really busy. So I really cherished my time that I had with him. And it was really like music was kind of our unspoken language where we didn't have to say anything, but we could kind of just understand each other. And I think that's why like music is so important to me and it's like my way of connecting to other people because it was like my way of connecting to my dad. Mm -hmm. Well, in the Shake the Earth video, the the big grand piano was such a centerpiece of that video. And, you know, you playing that, did, did your dad teach you, you know, how, how did you first get exposed to the piano? So I actually like didn't really start learning how to play piano until like two years ago. Um, I always mm -hmm. kind of, there was always a piano in my house. So I would just go and play around and figure things out myself. Like I said, like my dad worked a lot, so he wasn't really home a lot. So I kind of 
taught myself and then I was like oh I really want to get good at this so two years ago I started taking lessons although it's mm -hmm. it's hard for me with instruments because I start playing something and I immediately immediately want to write a song so it kind of like screws up my practice a little bit but uh, yeah, so I, I just taught myself really. And I just, I just love the, the sound of music to me is just the most beautiful thing like in the world. So I love playing. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this video, Shake the Earth. It, it almost reminded me, you know what, when I first saw it, you know, you're there in this gigantic space. I don't even you know where you shot that, but just a beautiful, big, moody indoor space. And you at this big white grand piano, just beautiful imagery. But then the dancing starts and I thought, oh, my goodness. And, and that was you. And you were really good. And, and the dancer you were with, it, it kind of reminded me of like a, a Sia video. Yeah, I I mean whenever I listen to the to the song it always like made me want to dance and you know and I I went to my team and I was like I want to dance in the video and they were like do you dance and I was like I can <laughs> I can if I have to and I I think it was because like I've just this song it makes me so emotional it affects me so deeply that I knew though I'm not like a trained dancer I would be able to like emote it through my body and that's what I really wanted with the dance was just like, how can I tell this story in a way that's even more impactful than the song is? Um, and I think that it really paid off. And I'm really happy with how this video came out. It's probably my favorite one I've ever done. I mean, two years ago, could you ever imagine, you know, one, producing this song, two, playing piano on it, and then three, dancing in it yeah i don't think i could have like predicted this i i i think it was like just all the work that i've done you know over the past six years of being in this industry it's just like i wanted a moment where i just did something for i mean for everyone but something that i just felt like was from my heart and like okay i've gained all these skills like let me just make something special, something beautiful, something that I'm really truly proud of and not think about anything else, but making, you know, something that means something. And that's what happened. And I, I'm just like really happy with how everyone's responding to it. Um, Cause I think they're recognizing that. Well, you're able to express yourself through singing, through songwriting, but how, did dancing tap into your creativity? What was special about that that you've never gotten through your music? I think it's just like the freedom. Um, I hold a lot of tension in my body as a person and it's a challenge for me to like let loose. So I think, you know, it really allowed me to like enjoy enjoy the music and like become the music instead of being like the performer or like the singer it was just like i was the story and that was like a really humbling experience how did boxing help prepare you for dancing 
I mean, definitely like the stamina aspect of it and just being in shape helps dancing, but also just like the knowledge of your body. Um, and I do yoga too. So like both yoga and boxing, like you have the mind body connection really grows. And I think that's like really important for dancing. So it definitely helped. In that video you made in Santa Monica, talking about shake the earth you said it was about choosing yourself over situations that aren't good for you not chasing outwardly for something or somebody who is going to fix you that sounds very personal you know how personal was this song for you you know it's funny because I, I didn't write it directly to somebody or something. There were like a lot of things in my life going on that were kind of trying to take me away from myself. One of them being like the whole TikTok and social media rise um, in the music industry, like, you know, not giving in to like, I have to conform to, to, this like social media site that's making me so unhappy. Like I'm going to choose myself over that. Um, I was having mental issues. And so like it was over that negative voice in my talking to that negative voice in my head. Somebody in my life was dealing with somebody who was very abusive. So I, I also was thinking of them when I wrote it and what they would want to say to this other person. And then at the same time, I was like leaving my current team and, you know, who I didn't feel like were really supporting me anymore. So it was really to like so many different things at once. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was extremely personal to me, but it was also like just the broader idea of choosing yourself over and over and over again, no matter what is what, no matter what you're fighting against. And I think like, that's why it can be relatable to a lot of people. How do you decide what to write about? I don't, <laughs> I really don't <laughs> like it's funny because I, I, I really like my problem is not that I can't come up with ideas ever. I have too many, but really like, it's so natural to me. It's like a way of just speaking music, you know, it's like, I'll go to the piano and I'll just start singing something or like, like last two nights ago, I was at the dinner table, like, just like cleaning. And then I was like, Oh, I have an idea. And I just like it doesn't even I just go to the piano and I start singing it you know so I never I sometimes I'll do writing exercises like but when it comes to writing songs it's just like I feel something and and I just start singing it mm -hmm. you know on one of your TikTok videos you show your team you know everything from you know makeup people and stylists and um director of the music videos and cinematographer and which i think is great because i think a lot of people watch your videos or any videos in general and think oh you know it's just a couple people and the director and they have no idea what it takes to make something even a very simple video and i'm just wondering what is that relationship like with with your team i mean i like 
everybody's my friend. I'm that kind of person. So, so like everyone on my team, like I, I try to have like a personal relationship because I also just think art comes better, comes out better when you're like connected in that way. Um, but yeah, I also don't tolerate like any negativity either. So I just keep myself surrounded with good people. And I think, like you said, like so much goes into it and not one person isn't more important than the other person. The makeup artist is just as important as the stylist, as is the director, as is the artist. Um, and I think, you know, just making sure everyone feels appreciated um, for, for the work they put in. Now, how collaborative are you when you come up with the ideas for the video? It, it really depends. Like for Shake the Earth, like I, that was really my idea and and my kind of story that I knew exactly how I wanted to tell it um I'm not I have an I, I always have my own ideas but I'm just like it's like the same thing in the studio like I am protective of the songwriting but as far as production goes it's like I have my own ideas that I feel strongly about but I'm also able to recognize when somebody has an idea that I think is better or can bring it to the next level um because I just want to make like the best art possible. Now for Shake the Earth, where did you shoot that? It was shot in this like huge warehouse in Compton in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it was like this huge warehouse and the floors were so dirty. Like our feet were so disgusting by the end of it because we were we were barefoot. And, but it was like worth it. It was it was really cool. Like I love I loved the contrast between the kind of like grungy warehouse and like the the soft beauty of the dance and the white and everything. So you need to make a behind the scenes YouTube video about it and call it Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, a little different than the original. <laughs> Well, I want to talk a little more about New Jersey. What was that like for you growing up there? Oh, I loved it. Um, I grew up like right outside of New York City, like 10 minute drive. So I got to go to the city all the time. But also where where I grew up was very diverse. Um, a lot of immigrants, just so much culture. And yeah, it was like a very overall I think also a very accepting place like you were free to be who you wanted to be and I I think that really shaped me mm -hmm. well being from the west coast all I know about New Jersey is what I see on you know tv shows and movies you know what what's the biggest misconception people have about New Jersey that's a good question I mean, in all, in all honesty, like, New Jersey is very different. Like, every single part of New Jersey is different. So, like, if you're watching the Jersey Shore, like, there there are people like that in New Jersey. It's not like that doesn't exist. But, like, I guess the biggest misconception would be, like, if you watch that show that, like, everyone in New Jersey is like that. Because mm -hmm. that's definitely not true. I know a lot of people really associated New Jersey with just, and they're not just, you know, those people, but they're of a certain age. 
So, you know, anyone of that age is going to act a little bit crazier no matter where they live. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, New Jersey's like really, like there's a lot of different kinds of, of people in New Jersey. So I think you'll you'll find your your people here. But I find mm -hmm. people in New Jersey are super genuine. Like overall, like super real and, and honest. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I can say I, I was at the Newark airport. Yes. <laughs> There's brief. Not, not such a beautiful it, view there. <laughs> well, so brief is like running from one plane to another. It's more like, so I saw it as like a connecting kind of place. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, I have 20 minutes to run to the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Newark's not like the nicest place in New Jersey, but it's getting better. I think. Yeah, it's a it's a good airport town. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a good airport. <laughs> well, because you're going to be doing this tour in Mexico and playing some really cool uh, cities there, I have to ask: Are you tempted uh, to record uh, some Spanish songs? Yes, I actually have a song coming out um, with another Spanish artist in May, and I will be singing a little bit in Spanish on that one. Um, but I, I would love to record more there. I, I've started working in LA with like producers and writers um, from Mexico and and like Latin America. Um, Cause I just wanted to like understand, you know, if I'm going to Mexico, I, I don't want to just like go there and not fully immerse myself in, in the culture and try to get as much out of it as possible. Now you make this sound so effortless. Oh, I'm in New Jersey producing my song. Oh, I'm, I'm flying out to LA to hang out at Santa Monica. I'm touring Mexico. You just make it seem so easy yeah. and effortless. But for, you know, especially if an aspiring singer is listening to this and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I would I would love to, you know, be bi-coastal and, you know, be bopping around down to Mexico for a tour. And, but what's the reality, you know, what, what brought you to this stage, you know, when you have all this cool stuff going on? I think the reality is like, it's amazing. And like the experiences I've had, I wouldn't trade for the world. For me, it's very lonely at times. Like I'm not with people all the time when I'm traveling. Like I'm sleeping alone in Mexico. I'm flying alone to places. Like that's scary, you know? Like you really test your limits and you really have to push yourself. Um, and I, so, so I think it like, it really depends on the person. For me, like I am always like fighting, fighting, myself and I deal with a lot of like negativity in my head I always have and so like pushing myself and traveling and like constantly kind of living on the edge in a way kind of eases my anxiety and eases my like like sadness because I'm just like it's like a I don't know like nothing's kind of scares me more than myself in a way so I'm like fearless and always wanting to like push myself and get myself out of my head. So it's like really freeing for me, but it's definitely lonely at times. Um, 
and I do wish sometimes that I could have more of like one home, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, how do you gauge your success? I think that, you know, it's being, being able to do what I'm good at and have it benefit other people. Um, like, I think your passion becomes your purpose when doing what makes what you're passionate about benefits other people. Um, so I think the more that what I'm passionate about benefits other people, the more I'm going to find six, the more I'm going to feel successful. Well, you write such introspective, you know, very heartfelt songs. And I can see a lot of people relating to them. What's some of the just most personal feedback you've gotten from fans, especially people you don't know who've heard your songs and they write you or leave you a comment on YouTube? What's just some of the most almost heart-wrenching, like when people have said, wow, that song came along during a time in my life when I really needed that? Yeah, I mean, those are always like the best comments. Like you always feel like, oh, I did my job, you know, but I think that a lot of the comments I get are like, oh, I, I just feel so stressed out and your voice is so calming. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like a breath of fresh air at the end of the day. It's like I listen to it when I'm stressed and it makes me feel like better. And I think I love that because that's what it does for me. You know, like, like I said, I deal with a lot of craziness in my head and music has always been one of the only things that's able to calm me down and just like put me in a state of peace for a second. And that's like really what I want to do for other people is just like when they listen to my music, just be present for a second, just recognize what you have, how beautiful you are, you know, like how strong you are um, and like how beautiful life is just as it is right now because that's what music does for me for even just like a minute if I can give that to somebody else then I feel like I'm doing my job well you do have a very calming voice mm. now that you say that <laughs> <laughs> so what are the things that make you get outside of that do you ever get a little crazy and rambunctious um, I can only imagine in the boxing ring you got to let a little of that out yeah, like exercise is a big thing for me. Like I, I, I'm just like, I can be, you know, very, I, I like to like run places. Like I have a very like hyper part of my personality too. Like I like run everywhere. Like if I'm going to the kitchen, I run. If I go to like get something from outside, like I run. I don't know. Like I'm just always kind of like ready for the next thing. So I think like, yeah, like exercise, I, I can't, I mean, exercise is literally like the best thing ever. Like if you have depression or anxiety, like I don't think there's something better you could do for yourself every day, but also just like adventure. Like I was telling you, like I always make sure I keep things adventurous. Like I always want to try new things. I don't, I want to discover things. I want to like travel and see the world. I think that just like helps me 
feel calm, which is kind of weird, but it like calms me. Mm -hmm. Well, knowing you're going on this tour in Mexico, do you like plot out, okay, when I'm in this city, I want to take a side trip here or check this part of, you know, the city out, or do you just want to go there and just take it as it comes? I just take it as it comes. I'm not a planner at all. I find that I have like the best times in my life eat the best food, find the best places when like I have no idea where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And once this tour is done, do you just say, okay, I'm going to decide what to do then? Or do you have your whole year planned out? How do you manage that part of your life? So like, I know I have a show in Cincinnati on May, May 12th. And then like, I'm releasing another single the single with the Mexican artist in May, the single, another single in June. And then I'm planning on actually going to London to record an EP at the end of May. So I have it like up to there. Um, but in this industry, like, and for what I do, you just never know. You kind of have to keep your eyes open because if an opportunity comes along, you know, you want to take it things might change in a day but i mean that's true for everyone like you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow or in an hour so i try to just like make the most of every moment see i love how you just drop in oh and then in may i'm gonna go to london and record an ep <laughs> i know it's like normal to me now but it's it's definitely like a crazy life I live. <laughs> ba Baker, you live a very glamorous life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely very grateful for like all the opportunities I have. Um, I don't take them for granted, that's for sure. Now, do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a younger sister who's 11 and I have an old, no, she's 12, oops. Sorry. <laughs> and then I have an older sister who's 25. And what do they think of, of your your success in your music career? They're very supportive. Um, like I'm I'm very grateful for that. There's definitely no like jealousy or, or anything like that. Um I think my little sister definitely thinks it's cool. Um, but I try to get her to listen to music more. Because I don't know, she's like a lot of listening to a lot of TikTok music, which is fine. But there's like a whole nother world out there. I want to introduce her to when she's ready. <laughs> well, people always, you know, talk about birth order and being the oldest kid, the youngest. Do you think you have any of the traditional qualities of the middle child? I, I don't know what that is. If, if it's that I need a lot of attention yeah I, I would say i do <laughs> i like attention i always like have um and i i put on a show to get it that's for sure um but i also like feel like an older sister too because i like my my younger sister was born when i was nine so there's like a big age gap so i also feel like that older sister wanting to protect her and take care of her kind of thing so you get the best of both worlds. For a long time, you got to be the younger sister. Then suddenly you got to be the older sister. Yeah. 
I I would say I was pretty lucky in that way because I got the attention I needed like as the youngest one. But then <laughs> my parents got off my back because they were busy taking care of the younger one. So I got like, it was like the best of both worlds. <laughs> I like that. Now you're you're probably too young. Do you remember the Brady Bunch? No, I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, no, now you make me feel old. Well, if you ever watch it, you could probably find it on YouTube. See, you would be Jan, the middle sister. So find one of the episodes where Jan is whining about her older sister getting all the attention. <laughs> okay. Okay, then you'll, then you'll, re then you'll know this, uh, the phrase, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Okay, I'll look out for it. <laughs> You're in for a treat because once you see that and know where that, that saying comes from, it will open up your whole world in ways you can't imagine. <laughs> I'm sure it will. <laughs> well, we're going to wind up in a bit, still have a few more questions. But uh, before then, I really want people to know where to find you online and especially not only hear your Spotify, but um, to watch this amazing new video. So you can find me, well, you can just search up Baker Grace. I will be on like Google, um, but also on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, at Baker Grace Music. I've, I've been doing so many interviews in Spanish and like being in Mexico and stuff. So I keep, my head is like, do I say it in Spanish or English? <laughs> English? Um, but yes, at Baker Grace Music. Um, yeah, and feel like message me. I love talking to people and fans and stuff. So say hi. So how is your Spanish? It's getting better. I'm working on it. It's like I understand a lot, but it's so nerve wracking to like speak it still. After a glass of wine, I feel like I'm much better at Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Los Casiones. D Baker Grace. Is that a question? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. That's the only Spanish thing I can think of, which is probably totally wrong. <laughs> the songs of Baker Grace. How would you say that? Oh yeah, like mis canciones. Very yeah. good. Much much better than my butchered uh, Spanish. <laughs> so very good. But by the way, uh, one uh, other thing is I want to ask. I love your name, Baker Grace. Um, I've never heard Baker as a first name. Was that um, like a family name or were you named after someone? No, it actually is my last name, Baker. Um, but my we had no one to carry on the family name in our family. Like, no, well, I mean, it's 2022. 20, like, I can keep my last name, but... You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to like keep it in that family name going. Um, and then also like it was just like I'm making grace with my music. So that's kind of like how Baker Grace came to be. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, like Grace is my middle name. It's my great grandma's name who actually just passed away. Uh, she lived to like 103 and she's like such she's such an incredible woman so i wanted to like highlight her name as well oh what a, a sweet tribute and I, I bet she's very proud of you 
Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, the um, last couple of questions I wanted to ask, and again, you know, going back to the video, Shake the Earth, I'm, I'm still so impressed with the dancing, and uh, I, I would want you to share with people, especially, um, you know, artistic people who want to try something new and maybe something outside of their comfort zone. What would you tell them that, you know, plunging in and, and doing this dancing, how, how has that helped your confidence overall? And, you know, we're talking about, you know, having anxiety or being, you know, unsure of things. How, how did just, you know, doing the unknown help you overall as a person? I think just like knowing that you can grow, that you can change is like, really important um that you're not stuck um and i think that's like what the dancing showed me um but it also just like it gives you a chance to be a student again and i think being in the position of learning something because there's so much pressure to like know everything and teach and preach that just like being able to be a student again is so refreshing Mm -hmm. Well, along those lines of being a student, uh, what are some other things you'd like to learn in the next couple of years? I love, like, well, first of all, like music-wise, I'd love to just continue to get better at production and um, guitar and piano. Uh, but I think I love, like, neurology and psychology and learning how the brain works. Um, it's like, it's been really helpful in my mental health journey to just like have a knowledge of how the brain works and how the body works. Um, so I would love to like take courses and learn more about that in the future because I would really love to like use my platform to help, to help people in a way beyond music. So I would love to like have more knowledge of how I could do that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's one reason why you like dancing? Because it seems to, you know, get a person out of their head. You know, when everything's so literal, we're in our head. But it seems like dancing transcends that. Or even maybe when you're boxing and allows us to get outside of that loop in our head, of that loop of anxiety. Yeah, it like shocks you for a second because you can't plan like you can't plan and you can't you don't know what it's going to be so like just forces you to live in the moment mm -hmm. all right all right final three questions you've been collaborating with, with people and it sounds like you're going to be doing more of that in the future so who would like your dream collaboration with like what famous artists that you so admire that you would love to do a musical project with? Oh, that's so hard. Like I, I really, I really like would love to work with so many people. Um, I always say like, I'd love to write a song with Paul McCartney. Like that would be just so special to, to me because I just feel like mm -hmm. the amount of knowledge he has and just like the amount of success he's had and also how humble he seems like it'd just be an honor to like be in his presence for an hour. Now that's an inspired choice. I like that. 
You know, remember a few years ago when Kanye performed at that award show with, or, or Paul McCartney performed with Kanye West and a lot of Kanye West fans didn't know who Paul McCartney was? Yeah, it's so insane. <laughs> like that people wouldn't know who he is. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know, the legend. And so that would kind of make you um, his John Lennon if you guys uh, wrote together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could take that name, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> they always said that for in the Beatles, Paul McCartney brought the more pop aspects and John Lennon brought the more rock and roll aspects. So to compliment Paul, you, you'd have to bring on the rock and roll. Yeah, I, I think I could bring it on if I needed to. <laughs> Uh, by the way, what is your favorite Beatles or Paul McCartney solo song? Ooh. Um, I love Maybe I'm Amazed. Um, oh, excellent choice. And I also love the song In My Life. Um, mm -hmm. Love that one. And then the first song I ever performed live uh, was at a talent show with my dad. It was Blackbird. So that song's always going to be like really special to me as well. Very nice. See, I love that. And again, I don't want to generalize, but I think a lot of people from your generation would not be familiar with those songs. Well, that's thanks to, to my dad. I definitely grew up on a lot of good music. That's for sure. Excellent. All right. Question two. Now that you're such a world traveler, East Coast, West Coast, Mexico, London, besides um, and any of those, the U.S. or uh, North America, let's say, uh, where in Europe would you like to travel to? I've never been to Greece. I'm like dying to go to Greece. Now, what's the appeal of Greece for you? Just how beautiful it beautiful looks. Also, the food. Like, I love Greek food, so I would love to try the food there. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just also, like, it's. I think it's really different from anywhere I've ever been before. Like, I think it would be completely different. So I think that mm -hmm. interests me. Mm -hmm. All right, final question. And I'm going back to the video you made in Santa Monica. And you're talking about shake the earth and you said something to the effect of you know you want to make music that makes you feel something and i know most songwriters you know ultimately want to do that but how do you do that you know we all want to create something as artists that's going to be long lasting and significant but but what's the hard part of doing that especially you know when you make something significant sometimes you have to travel and you know in this introspection and you know sometimes tap into darker memories and you know we all like like the final product but we forget that sometimes the journey really challenges us and can be uncomfortable yeah I, I think that's a really great point because i think the answer to the first question of how do you do that is by you know letting yourself feel if you want to make people feel something then you have to feel something and i 
think a lot of people spend a lot of their lives running away from their feelings. And I think the thing that has helped me is just, you know, I used to kind of like write these really dark songs about my dark feelings and then kind of stay in that place, like let them take me there. But I've learned to not identify with it and just let it go. And so it's become like more of a way to like let those feelings go than to stay in those feelings, um, which took me a while to learn how to do. Um, but now, but now when I write, it's just like a safe place for me to feel those things. And then I have to learn to let them go. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, what does shake the earth mean to you? I think it, I think it just means, you know, that you're only gonna like have yourself in the end. Um, and if you don't have that like love for yourself and you're not able to stay true to yourself, then no matter what you do, like you're not gonna be happy. Um, and I think it's just like a reminder to me, like how I said in the video, just like choosing your integrity and your happiness over fame, over, you know, what's cool, over what's trending, because at the end of the day, that's what's most important. Mm -hmm. Well, her name is Baker Grace. The latest single and video is Shake the Earth. Uh, she's got a tour coming up in Mexico this month, probably leaving, <laughs> packing her suitcase when we're done here. And I just want to say, um, you're really setting the bar high for your career, Baker. And I'm just really looking forward to uh, what comes out of that session in London next month. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I, I really appreciated talking. And, and yeah, I really want to create something, something new, something innovative. So, um, yeah, look out for what's next.